Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Maybe we should do an episode about death. Oh, yeah. Um, big gay death. LGBT death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to cope. We get loads of sponsors for that. Right. Hello, Christopher Sweeney. Hello, Alan. Alan Cumming calling. Hello. Hello. This is the Catskills in New York calling uh, Bryce Norton. Come in, Alan Cumming. Come in, Alan Cumming. Here are the results of the Catskills jury. <laughs> Alan, you're wearing a boiler suit. I love it. I'm all. I've, I've totally butched it up at this end. I'm all boiler suit me. Hey, Alan, what happens on Homo Sapiens Extra? We talk about we re- the reviews we've had, we, the letters we've had, the emails we've had, and we give away a T-shirt, and we generally just uh, shoot the breeze, shoot the LGBTQ plus breeze. Love it. There's something for everyone in there, right? I'll say. Well, hello, Christopher. I'm enjoying, first of all, uh, on this Zoom call, your haircut, I see. Look at it go. Hmm? It's taken years off you. Thank you so much. When I, um, our hairdresser is called JP and he comes to your house and he's he's one of my favourite people. Um, And when I arrived at the house, he was there before me and he was standing on our front steps and he just looked at me and my husband and went, oh my god look at the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> not words you want to hear from your hairdresser i know and he said and he's such a, he's such a mild-mannered man as well and he said um he said william looked like um who's the guy in the doc in back to the future <laughs> oh the mad professor that's the look i've been going for you can see today i've got a, a little headband on yes I and i've got it. my headphones and i've got my glasses i'm doing everything i, pu- I can put everything onto my face and head that i possibly can it's not just my hair because it's really gone into a new level of I'm actually pushing through. I've decided to push through. But I think it looks great. it's just a big, huge it's like those things they get in America where they it's a plant and it comes out through little holes and it looks like someone's hair. Do you know what I mean? Do you know those things? <laughs> yes. So it's little grass comes out of a little ornament thing through these holes and it looks like a, a you know, an inanimate object is growing here. Yeah. That's my that's my look. But I do have You've got a boiler suit on. I have gone into, I've discovered my new look for summer for both my um, yard gardener sort of pool boy kind of mechanic look, which I find very alluring. Me too. uh, Both to myself and to others. And uh, also it's just like you can unzip it. It's easy. And then when you jump in the pool, you can just pop it back on. You don't have to shut, you don't have to tell yourself. And it's just very, you don't have to wear anything else. You don't get sunburned because most of your body's covered. It's just perfect. I bought two. Did you? I bought a grey one and a blue one. And they're sort of got those little elastic bits at the waist. So mm-hmm. it's very kind of, you know, trim and slimming. 
And I'm just obsessed with them. And it was like $32 or something like that. And is it, what big question for me is, is it breathable fabric? Um, yeah, it's like, it's a cotton or something. It is cotton. It's a polyester cotton. It's not, it's not a nylon. Okay, good. It's breathable. <clears throat> I was out yesterday making, uh, finishing off making a path to my uh, hammocks mm -hmm. uh, with some red colored mulchy stuff. I made it one of the sort of paths that you see in sort of, you know, suburban garden centers and I just decided to do it and uh, have a little path going through the woods to my hammock oh fun it's so fun Jerry loves it our little dog Jerry loves it he likes walking on the path so that's and uh, the biggest news for me this week mm -hmm. was the arrival of my gifts from Uta our listener from Germany oh, I'm, ho you... I'm holding up right now my tea cozy which has got a Scottish flag knitted into the neck of it it's a beautiful but the thing. other thing that I got that <clears throat> that I didn't this look at this. It's a it's a bum bag. She made you a bum a bag. A fanny pack, as they say in America. With can you see? There's little um, uh, straps that go I, on my belt. I put my belt oh, yeah, through yeah. those straps. It's got a zip, oh. and is it a zip for things? It's a it's a knitted bum bag. <clears throat> and for those of you who don't know, this is in response to the fact that when we interviewed <laughs> Hannah Gadsby, she promised me she would send me one of her bum bags. Never has, despite my. She obviously doesn't listen to this podcast, mm. despite my constant... And I did some interviews for Australian TV because I'm going to be the artistic director of the Adelaide Cabaret Festival next year. I did some <laughs> interviews for Australia TV. Mentioned this fact on those interviews as well. I'm such a whore. I'm such a whore for a bum bag. But anyway, Uta has sated my bum bag desire for now by sending me this beautiful, beautiful knitted fucking uh bum bag I, i'm overwhelmed her. thank you uta thank you thank you uta and it's very sweet um alan sent me a, a sort of what i would describe as like a youtube unboxing video of you receiving <laughs> the gift that's right the moment i was so you, excited it was very very sweet alan should we have a look at some emails yes and uh are these the emails talking about the patty smith episode they are indeed because I would like to just say something straight up, please, uh, uh, up front. I listened to the Patty Smith episode, which I thought was charming. So lovely to hear her. Uh, and I would like to apologize because it was, of course, before the fatwa about my uh, eating. <clears throat> yes. And uh, and so the chat. Uh, obviously, we had tea during the thing. That's allowed. I'm having tea now with uh, with uh, Uta's uh, tea cozy. But uh, at the in the chat, which was in my dressing room in London at the Old Vic, mm. when we did that one. Uh, I am munching and I just would like to say that anyone who actually thought I'd reneged on my promise never to eat again I haven't mm. it was just pre-recorded thank you I'm Alan Cumming and I endorse this message <laughs> um so it's hot in my uh, onesie I might have to it's basically a butch onesie what I'm wearing that's what I think it's like a that's what it oops, is isn't it showing a bit of nipple there but it's it's oh, I'm a little hot in it today. It's very hot. But it's 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 like you know I love a onesie. I love just wearing one item of clothing for everything. And I actually would like to invent a, a, an item of clothing you could wear in bed if you do wear things in bed, which I don't. But I would if I invented this thing. You wear it in bed. You get up. You go to work. You go out for drinks, and you go for dinner. And it's still it, it would it would sort of adapt to. It's basically pajamas I'm talking about, but stylish pajamas. That's basically what we do. You remember we came up with a business together where we said we'd do this. We said we'd sell this this item of clothing. Oh, that's because right. What was that? Could Oliver Did we Spencer, have a name? No, mm, not yet. Um, but Oliver Spencer, the clothing company in London, 
they kind yeah. of do those sort of clothes, <clears throat> like sort of loungewear <clears throat> that I always wear. Like when I'm going on a plane, I'll wear it. So it's sort of like right. trousers yeah. with a shirt, but I'll put like a pocket square in the shirt. So it looks a bit like I'm dressed up, but essentially it's yeah. pajamas. Yeah. I love that. That's, I mean, I've basically worn, that's what's been great about this uh, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it sounds terrible, but the, one of the flip sides of this terrible thing is that I've basically worn uh, pajamas mm. uh, every day since uh, the middle of March. And you know, before that, I normally wear things that are very comfy and loose and uh, that uh, are adaptable. And also, you know what? I'm 55 years old. I'm me. I can wear what the fuck I like. Absolutely. I once wore a pair. But did I tell you my story? I wore a pair of pajamas to a film premiere in Los Angeles once. Did you? Alan, who are you wearing? <laughs> no, it was terrible. But I, I, was, I was at home. And uh, in, when I was making a film in LA and I had a day off and my friend Cameron said, oh, do you want to come to this a screening? She said a screening of my friend's film at the DGA, the Directors Guild, mm-hmm. which was at, on um, Sunset, round walkable from where I lit, was living. And I was like, all right. So I just was in my pajamas. I had these sort of grey, uh, you know, linen pajamas, sort of charcoal grey. You know, I tied them up to the neck. First sort of Chairman Mao kind of vibe thing going oh, on. Nice, okay. Put my sneakers on. <clears throat> I've been in them all day. Put my sneakers on, popped around. I was thinking it was a screening. When someone says a screening, mm. you do not expect <laughs> rows of paparazzi in a red carpet. And, like, and it was so funny because it was such a long time ago. It was when Hugh Grant and... Uh, Elizabeth Hurley were there. Was she uh, wearing the, the paper, the paper premium. clip dress? No, this was like, it wasn't their film, so they were going low key. It was somebody else. I can't remember what the film was. And uh, I saw them, and and he was. It was at the height of all the four weddings and the funeral thing before the, the you know the the prostitute drama. Yes. And um, so there we are. And I I turned the corner and they were like Alan, Alan, Alan. I was just and I remember just like being like a rabbit in the headlights, thinking I'm wearing my pajamas. <laughs> In fact, you know, I, 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 you know, you always worry in your like pajamas, a that little flap, little oh, flap yeah, yeah. where you get your willy out. I thought, oh my God, my willy might pop out. Anyway, so I did the whole thing. I didn't tell anyone. People were remarking on my, you know, stylish. <laughs> he's European. He's so crazy and European. And it wasn't until at the after party I said to someone, I'm wearing my pajamas. I just walked out of the house. I didn't think this was a big posh screening. <laughs> so, you know, it can be done. <clears throat> Absolutely can be done. Um so where were we? What were we talking Questions, about? Questions, emails. Oh yeah, about what's Patty. in a name? Okay, brace yourself. Oh. Um, it's not too bad, but a bit of brace yourself. Mm-hmm. Subject okay. heading, what's in a name? A lot. Hello, Alan and Chris. I love your podcast. I was driven to write when Alan com- correctly picked up that Chris was using England instead of Britain during the Cynthia Nixon podcast. Can I also correct something that does great on me? America is a continent... The United States of America, USA, US is the country. Using America as a shorthand is something that Americans like myself, I am from Uruguay, makes us feel the same as Alan does when England is being used as a shorthand for Britain. I mean it in the best way possible, but I thought I would share, as there are many millions of us from Canadians down to the southern tip of Argentina, and we definitely do not want to be mistaken as citizens of the US. Ciao for now, Monica. Got it. Thank Got you it. for the correction. So maybe we should say the states. Yeah. As a, as a, I mean, I just find it's like, or, you know, the US, or maybe I should say the US. Or you know, Anyway, yeah, I get your point, Monica. I totally get it. But uh, yeah, mea culpa. Well, I think uh, it's mea culpa, isn't it? Or, Chris a culpa. Or bo- both a culpa. <clears throat> Acapulco. Dua no. lipa. Dua lipa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm liking that behind you is a lamp covered in a white sheet, and it sort of looks like there's oh. a comedy ghost behind you. 
do you want to know what's happening in here? Yeah. So I these are sheets. These are not sheets. They're uh, curtains oh. that I realized I had from a, uh, an apartment that I lived in years ago. A massive sort of one of those sort of basketball court apartments that they have in like it's like an apartment that you know in movies in new york yes. everybody lives in big huge lots like the one like they one had in ghost exactly i i had i had one of those for a while when i was in this relationship and it was i realized like we'd broken up by the time i moved into it and i realized <laughs> it was the other person i mean i just didn't feel cozy it was quite good i could i could exercise my dog without leaving the house i just ran around <laughs> but um and i got great at basketball <laughs> yeah so I, anyway, I had the curtains for that in uh, here and I found them and washed them because I'm going to put them up in that little nook over there. Oh, I see. Uh, and I'm making it into a recording studio because I'm doing all these recording things here. And the last time I did this audiobook, uh, and they said, oh, you know, blah, 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 various things. And then I actually thought, gosh, I, if I made put more, better curtains that were more soundproofed and actually did set it up, I could do more of those things. And then you can charge what, charge them a rental yeah be like i've booked a recording <laughs> studio up the road i'm just going to head down there now well from my point of view there's a i'm getting a lot of sort of great expectations mrs havisham for sort of like a house festoon <laughs> oh with white sheets with i am so close to miss havisham i'm never going to leave this with house more i'm going to be trapped at this age in a boiler suit uh, with more nipple <laughs> yes, yes, Miss Havisham with pierced nipples that's me <laughs> okay let's read an email patty smith okay. review uh, this is John. Ooh. Thanks so much for your lovely podcast with Patty Smith this week. I've been a fan of the show from the start, but this was my favourite interview. I think maybe mine too. Patty seemed like such a genuine person. The point she made about not criticising a culture as it evolved evolves resonated so mm. clearly with me in the past i've had conversations with my mum where i've definitely been judgmental on different points of history i can probably think of a better examples but i remember watching the end of my fair lady with her a couple of christmases ago the film ending shows eliza doolittle deciding to stay with the arrogant and sexist henry higgins i guess i'd seen it before but didn't pay too much attention to it this time though i thought it was pretty crappy to supposedly portray this as a happy ending um, mm. Maybe I'd had a couple of drinks, maybe, but I remember voicing my distaste quite strongly. My mum made exactly the same point as Patty. I know she was right, but still struggled to accept it. Listening yeah. to Patty speak was a reminder of that need for compassion to what has gone before. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. That's so great. I, I And I totally uh, understand that point. And I was just going to say that they, they did My Fair Lady again recently on Broadway, and uh, I didn't see it, but um, I know that they, at the end, she doesn't stay. She walks out. So they changed the ending, oh. made it more of a sort of a, you know, a stronger, well, I guess a feminist, more, you know, that she it takes control of her own life and leaves. Yes. Uh, and uh, so that, I thought that was very interesting. And that's the thing about, you know, the, with these, we do um, these pieces, these plays, musicals and things from another time, another era, uh, you know, which had different rules different mores mm. societal mores so what do you do it's like do you it's like in shakespeare as well you know there's some things in shakespeare like so awful mm. uh and there's there's ways around them there's ways to change them and adapt them and make them <clears throat> you know not just throw the baby out with the bathwater. but yeah you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. i think i think what i find is there's a two-lane discussion to be had with things <clears throat> from the past one i'm totally fine with which is let's not go over the top with dissecting the past because it is the past and we we need to learn yeah. and move forwards but at the same time i think what people do a lot is spend quite a lot of time defending the past by saying well that's how it was and i i don't find that useful i find it like mm. Mm, well 
that doesn't make it right, you know? Well, I, I agree. I agree. But then I think there's a danger of not properly representing what the past was like. Yeah. You know, that's what I feel. Mm. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I, I sort of, I don't know. I, I think, you know, like there's, um, what do you call him? That American writer, um, Huckleberry Finn. What's his name again? <clears throat> oh, I don't know who that. I'm. Oh, you know, it's I, that I, but I don't know. His Southern name. gentleman. I'm googling. He wears a suit. He wore a linen suit. Looked like Mark Chekhov, Twain. Had a beard. Mark Twain. Um, Mark Twain. You know, in Mark Twain's book, books, they're very uh, racist. The N word is used a lot. All, all these things, and it's sort of sometimes you hear about campaigns, <clears> people <throat> trying to take them the book out of schools, or else <clears throat> take the word out of the thing. And I actually think you should do take the whole thing away if you actually feel like that rather than altering the text in, mm. in, in that way because I think it's important to you know to, to look that's what people thought that's how people wrote in those days and I think an interesting in this you know since this beginning of June and the the all the protests and the things since uh, George Floyd's murder we already it's so quick we look we we look at racism I think in a completely different way now we look mm. at history and sort of systemic racism in history. So I think it's an interesting time about that way of looking back at, you know, points in history. And I, you know, obviously this thing about toppling down uh, monuments, like we've made icons of people who were really um, nasty people. But we have to remember that, you know, these, these great figures of literature chronicled a time and it's important for us to remember what that time was like. So I think it's... And also, it's, it's, it's difficult and rocky, but we've got to kind of be patient. And also, and, maybe and it's a case of like the what should be done about that is is ask the people who were oppressed or by these absolutely. texts and these items. It's you know maybe it's not for us to decide. <clears throat> well, shall yeah. I shall I do you another email? Move on. How's your chefing? How are you feeling, chefy? Because we've got a food question, Alan. Oh, I did great. I did made a cassoulet last night. Oh. With a, I soaked and c- cooked the cannellini beans myself. Okay, drop so the mic. Yeah, here we go. Subject: Agony uncles forward slash chefs. Dear Chris and Alan, I've never been particularly adventurous in the kitchen. Four months into lockdown, I am now spectacularly bored of my own cooking and have exhausted my mental rolodex of quick and easy recipes. Do you have any favourite meals of your own that you've been relying on for nutrition, comfort, and distraction from the hot mess that is twenty twenty? I'd be very grateful for any recommendations. Okay, first of all, oh, beans. Hang on one sec. Oh, Just, what? I'm particularly partial to everything except peppers and mayonnaise. Uh-huh. I despise oh. more than Alan despises the word brunch. So peppers <laughs> and mayonnaise to be avoided, Alan. Have you okay. have you got a recommendation? Oh, well, that narrows it down. No, no, I do. <laughs> I think beans. Your pepper Just mayonnaise beans. surprise. I'm a, I'm all for like last night I made this cassoulet. I may actually soak the beans and cook them. You don't need to like, get them out of tins. Don't buy Goya though. No way. Do you know this whole thing about yeah, the, oh, the Trump. Ridiculous, insane. Even just for the fact that the the president and the people who are advisors to the president are breaking the ethics laws by advertising a product, let alone the fact that this man Revolting. vaunted and, oh, and, 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 and just said all these, you know, glorious things about this awful, awful person. Mm. Anyway, uh, buy another... A brand other than Goya. And then, you know, chickpeas, red kidney beans, black beans, uh, you know, white beans, whatever. They're so full of protein. They're delicious and you can pop them in things and they soak up the flavor. I think beans are the way ahead, especially if you're uh, a non uh, uh, carnivore. And um, yeah. 
the other secret ingredient, and then just put, you know, put some tomato sauce, vegetables, fry, first of all, here you go, onion and garlic, chop up, fry, then add like celery, carrots, whatever you've got. My latest thing that I've just found to be an incredible, gives a little taste, and you wouldn't, it's rhubarb, bit of old rhubarb in the fridge, oh, chop it. it up and put it in with your onions and your garlic and everything. And what? It, it gives a nice, nice flavour, it, it breaks down, it's just, a, it's a game changer. In a savoury dish? In a savoury dish. I looked Whoa. it up on a thing. I made a, I made a chickpea and, and rhubarb something the other day. And I've just been bunging it into things. Put it in the custody last night. Lovely. And taste, taste, taste. And also, I would always say, if you're, if in doubt, here's the thing. Nutritional yeast. It's obviously nutritional mm-hmm. and yeasty. Mm-hmm. And it tastes delicious. And it's also, it, can, it just sort of, it peps up any old boring um, thing. God. And soy sauce. That's the other thing. I just shove soy sauce now. Oh, and Worcester sauce. Worcestershire, but you know Worcestershire sauce, Worcestershire sauce. is uh, not vegetarian. Is it not? What it's is got it? Anchovy, it's got anchovy uh, paste mm. in it. So, so you have to be careful. There's a veg, you can get vegan kind, but it's not really in parents. Interesting. Gosh, I'm talking loads of brands. Maybe they'll like to um, sponsor our next season. Just call 0800 <laughs> Homo Sapiens if you'd like to sponsor. <laughs> and Alan will answer. Lala will answer the I'll phone. be there. Hello Homo Sapiens. Um yeah, anchovies <clears throat> are not vegan, obviously, but they are seem to be the secret weapon that is in everything. I've been doing loads oh, of casseroles well. as well. I've been doing trying to cook for the week. So because it, when it's been sunny, I just chop up loads of roast, loads of vegetables and do them on the barbecue, which I love. Yes. Then put them in with a salad. And then there's this guy, if you're feeling uh, void of inspiration, there's a guy who has an Instagram account who called a salad every day or something. And he shows you what he makes for lunch every day. Uh, and it's always like a salad with loads of different ideas. And that, I think, is nice when we're all stuck at home. Because I, I find food a bit uninspiring if I'm stuck at home for do the you? week. I do. I, I, Gosh, I f- as in I need inspiration I, I, is what I'm trying to say. Right. I, just, I sort of just go th- the whole day. It's interesting. I've realized this thing about writing and about food that I have got into a pattern where I... I sort of, I was feeling guilty that, you know, after dinner, have a couple of drinks, think, oh, I'm not, I'm not writing now, uh, watch something or, you know, but actually, so we have dinner later now and I write for a few hours in the afternoon or something. Oh, really? But the rest of the day I'm mulling what I'm going to write, what's next, what's, you know, I sort of spend a lot of time thinking as I'm doing other things mm. and with food as well. I start thinking, oh, what have we got? Oh, maybe. And then it, something kind of permeates in my mind and I make up stuff. So, uh, and then I, I think, you know, you get to, you think oh, I've done that sort of version of things for a while, time to move on. How about we go in the sort of the grated ginger and coconut milk vibe? Absolutely. You know? Curries. Go over, yes, mix and match. But um, I think you should just let things mull. And also just keep putting your spoon in and having a taste and, uh, you know, don't don't get too anal about it. My mum said, um, my mum said to my husband, apparently, he said, she said, oh, will you try this while she was cooking? And he was like, why don't you try it? And she's like, oh, I don't try my food. And he was like, why not? <laughs> and she said, because what if it's horrible? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. then you make it nicer. <laughs> it was definitely my mother in a nutshell. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, so, another one kindness and happiness is the subject of this email. Hello, Chris and Alan. Oh, that's nice. I love you. Thank you for another fab podcast. I just wanted to thank Alan for what he said a few weeks ago about choosing happiness even in dark times. Also, his comments oh. about not breeding, being breed supremacists when acquiring a pet and adopting from a shelter. We kindness. Wasn't Patty Smith's mum an angel? I had a very kind, welcoming grandma in the end. Kindness and love is what's most important and what we remember people by. Oh, that's so true. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, and then she goes on. Sorry. Hey, Chris. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> oh my God, that's an Alexa. Your Alexa one. just talks without being asked to. Okay, here's number counter. <laughs> one, would you like to rate number counter? <laughs> what, she's, she's counting and asking me to rate it. Alexa, stop. Stop it, Alexa. Um, uh, wishing you both love and good health um, on the email from the woman about the recipe with her pronouns she, her, she is asexual. Um... Hey, oh yeah, so carrying on in this email about kindness and happiness. Hey, Chris, great idea about interviewing Harry Styles. I mean, how did I think of that? I love him, so please ask him. You never know. <laughs> have we asked him? We have. We've written to him. He, Has he said yes? Uh, we haven't heard back yet. I mean, what's he doing? Is he busy? I love mm-hmm. him, so please ask him. You never know. He's, in, he's inspired our welfare campaign, Treat Rabbits with Kindness, and then the website is bunny.org.uk. I haven't checked that Aww. website, and hopefully it is actually a real website, not, you know, bunnies being murdered or something. Um, <laughs> no, I've clicked on it. There is literally pictures of bunnies. How sweet. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, yes. Have you seen Harry Styles has grown a moustache? No. Gosh. Can I ask you a question? You might have a theory on this. Mm-hmm. So often when gay men come out, they then mm-hmm. grow a moustache. Oh, do they? I've noticed it with so many people. And can I tell you my theory around it? Yes, quickly before the Spitfires bomb us. Can you hear that? Yes, I can hear that. It's so weird. <laughs> I think I don't hear them anymore. Um, I think that maybe not so much today but in the past being not straight so that could doesn't doesn't have to be gay it can be anything on the queer spectrum it makes you have a bit of like dysphoria with your masculinity because you feel like you're not fitting into the slots right Mm -hmm. but then once you kind of work out what you are you start to play with your masculinity and a moustache is like this kind of there's something quite hyper masculine about them right yes i see that's interesting it's like me and my overalls well, yeah, that weirdly, that's what kind of compounded me to say it because I love overalls as well. And I think there's something in that as well. It's like playing with drag of like hyper masculine outfits. Yeah. I'm like kind of being a drag king right now. 
Yeah. But then I've got my little uh, I've got my little headband on. Would you like it if now to to... I moved my microphone down and you saw that I had a huge moustache? <laughs> <laughs> my God, I'm so time. worried what you're going to say there <laughs> on so many levels. Um, I... Uh, I, I, I think that's interesting. I didn't notice this thing of uh, men, uh, but when you think about it, like the sort of the moustache, I mean, you, we talk about it like a porn star moustache. You mm. say that, which of course we mean really a gay porn star moustache. Yes. And uh, recent, I'd actually, I really, a few years ago, I, I've seen, I, it was at the Toronto Film Festival and for some reason I just kept, I, I shaved off what a beard I had and I kept a sort of a, you know, a U-bend moustache oh, that went fun. down from my chin up to the other, like a sort of a, like the McDonald's um, logo. And, um, holy shit it was a bad idea and i i just there's all these photos there and also i think because of the color of the suit i was wearing a sort of reddish tart or sort of maroonish tartan suit or something plum anyway shut up let it go alan and i think that exacerbated the color of my uh the palette of the my uh it looked like i had a red porn star mustache oh. it was horrible i don't know what the fuck i was thinking but um yeah i get it i actually think you know i think it's kind of that's why I really want to have a hairy chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that I, I no, I don't, I actually don't have issues with my masculinity. I've actually been writing about my sexuality and stuff in, in, in my new book and thinking about how weird it was for me, like age in my, when, sort of age 33 mm. to suddenly be objectified sexually in, 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 when I did Cabaret the first time on Broadway and it being in, on a big scale and you know, pictures of me sort of semi-naked everywhere and all that stuff. Mm. And I think it was actually, in a funny way, I felt very comfortable with myself. And I think that's what, that's, that's, I always think what makes me, what turns me on is people who are really comfortable with their bodies, regardless of what the body is actually. Yeah. And sometimes when people have got, are too overly self-conscious, and that's why I think, you know, those six, six packs things, they look like, they look like a lobster to me. Mm. I think they look like a lobster or a brain. And I, I don't, I mean, they can be very attractive, but often they look like, oh, you're just, you're, I don't know who you are, this body. You're just like a head on top of this sort of body you've ordered from the gym. Anyway. Um, yeah, slotting into everyone else's idea of what you should be, not your, th- not exactly. your own. And, and like, so I don't, I mean, this thing about my hair chest, I just wish it would grow more together. So mm. there would be. Have you considered a merkin? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I, I kind used... of trim it judiciously because it just doesn't, it's not even symmetrical. I used but to I'm... be horrified by having body hair it used to freak me out and this is when i was much much younger but now i'm over it thank well i mean i should be by now obviously yeah look at me i love a hairy chest i think they're great mm. and i think uh and also i just i and also the other one of the other things i'm writing about is my armpit hair became the focus of just huge uh attention and sort of Did it? in gossip columns yeah because you remember when i was in cabaret do you remember that picture of me i've got my hand over my head yes that was sort of a dance move, and it was just became. I was, that's the picture you always saw of me. So you saw my armpit here, and I've quite. I've got quite bushy armpit here, hairs here, and uh, you know I didn't. I think they're my armpits, so it's fine. What's yeah. wrong with them? And but people were in America then, especially were horrified. I just don't think you saw people's armpit here, and they didn't flaunt it at you like that. And also, you know, I, a lot of it. And um, I remember even just recently, like a couple of years ago, I was promoting something, and you know Terry Gross on NPR uh, on a, she's a show called Fresh Air. She's oh, okay. this very good. Uh, interviewer person she gets you know she's really good I've been interviewed by her a couple of times I've never actually met her though it's always been down the line mm. anyway this I think the last time I did it uh, she was talking about various things in my career mentioning cabaret and blah 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 and it may have been when I was doing it again actually uh, a few years ago and she said to, she was going on and on about my, I actually had to say Terry you've got to stop talking about my armpits now 
I've got to move on. Really? I mean, can you imagine us actually saying that yeah. to someone? Do you, remember, do you remember when Julia Roberts went to a premiere with armpit hair and the world lost Loved their it. mind? Loved that. Yeah. Let's do a quick wormhole of the week, shall we, Alan? You go first. Okay, so I wrote mine down. So it all started on Grand Designs. Uh-huh. And it ends TV show. The TV show Grand Designs, which is about people building houses, like dream houses. And it ended yeah. on videos of things that look that don't look like cake but actually are cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it started pray, with pray tell. I'm watching Grand Designs. Yeah. They're building an amazing house, and the reference for their house was Ferris Bueller's friend's house in Ferris Bueller's days off day off. Oh. So I uh-huh. Googled it. <clears throat> and of course, it takes me. So the only thing that I could find, not the only thing, one of the things I could find was an article about these people from Grand Designs in the Daily Mail. So with trepidation, I have to admit, I went onto the Daily Mail website. Oh, God. Dun, dun, dun. It's like, a, like, the, like, the, like the, what do you call it? The deep state. Yeah. The seventh circle of hell where mm-hmm. I lost four days, um, which took me to the sidebar of shame where uh, I was alerted to Kylie Minogue's new single. Oh, it's good. I listened to that. It's great, isn't week. it? Yeah, yeah. Where I was also alerted to the fact that Kylie has joined TikTok. So oh. I had to go to TikTok. So then I was like, oh, I need to. So I sort of have had TikTok and then I deleted it because I was like, I'm just not going to use I'm just not going to do a choreographed dance for anybody. Um, and then I went on to TikTok saw Kylie's profile, then I ended up on Anton Deck's profile, don't ask me how, which then I discovered the big thing on TikTok is videos of people cutting things that look completely photorealistic, like it looks like a cannonball, but they cut through it and actually it's cake. This is the big thing on TikTok. Oh my God. And yeah, came to an hour and a half later and that was a good use of my day, wasn't it? God, I... I, I... I mean, I know I sound like an old granddad now, but I don't really get TikTok. I think, gosh, how many things do we need? Can't we just do, couldn't you just do the same thing on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook that you do on TikTok? What's the deal? I mean, I'm not, I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin. But what I do like about it, which I think has been really nice, maybe partly because of lockdown, is I think it's, it's nice things. It's really shared. Yeah. Like it's really nice, funny, shared things. And people are very, very funny on it. So people don't put up like, here, register to vote or there's a demonstration about Black Lives Matter. And it's not like that. It's I, not used as a social media tool. I don't think there's a lot of activism on it, but I could be wrong because I'm, mm. all I've seen is Kylie's profile. She didn't say anything. Um, but it's very like people find... Ant and Dick aren't... aren't uh, Ant and Dick's videos weren't great. They were trying to be TikTok and clearly didn't understand it is what would be my assessment. Uh, okay. I'm, that's, that's mean though. I take that back. Um, what was your um, wormhole? My wormhole, well, it was kind of sad uh, because this week, well, a few weeks ago, this great Scottish star called Johnny Beattie died and such a darling. And I I, like he was this amazing sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of variety star and an actor as well in uh, latterly. And um, I, I, I knew him, his wife for a while, used to be my agent in Scotland when I was a baby actor. Oh. One of his daughters, Louise, was in the same year as me at drama school. And now she's a proculator fiscal. Look at that. For What's that? It's like district attorney in America, I think. Whoa, okay. I don't know what you'd call it in, in England. Did you say America or USA? I can't remember. 
<clears throat> I said America. Shit, sorry, the States. The States. USA, USA, USA. Yes. Uh, anyway, so that's Louise. And Maureen is a great actress. And she's actually the head of equity, British equity. Johnny died. A Aww. legend died. And um, and then also this, this uh, more recently, this other great Scottish actor called uh, Morris Reeves died, who was so great and uh, did... Um, Remember Tutti Frutti, mm-hmm. that thing John Byrne wrote? And he was like the, the sort of handsome, leather-clad uh, band member. And uh, he was in loads of things. Anyway, I, 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 I met, I, he came to this lecture I did in, in Glasgow in December about sort of, you know, being Scottish and the Scottish theatre and everything. And, um, and, and I'd, anyway, I, I knew him a little bit. And he and his wife sent me this link yeah. To, for his memorial service. And then also, what's anyway? <laughs> oh my God, the longer I go on with the story, the more tragic. I watched two funerals this week. As <laughs> no. like, I watched two funerals. Like, you can do this thing now where they have like a little camera and you watch the funeral, watch the memorial. It was so great. And um, I was really moved by both of them. And uh, also, were hilarious, of course. But it was just um, the, the, the whole point was I looked up. More things that uh, Morris had done. He was in Oh What a Lovely War oh, and wow. all these great things, and uh, and he was I, I I and one of the people in the in in the memorial talked about the fact that he was up for it. It was down to him and George Lazenby to be James Bond one time, and I just went on a I went on a Morris Reeves uh, wormhole finding out about him, and it was just lovely actually because I really always admired him. He was always very nice to me. Johnny was a, a darling, and I I just felt this week that I kind of took a little time out of my life and sort of honoured really great Scottish oh, artists that I admired. That's lovely. And that was my wormhole of the week. That's so lovely. Okay, let's do review of the week, Alan. Oh, quick, yes. <gasps> quick, pull the plaster off. Um, so, <laughs> you're going to choose the winner because okay. you're so good at it. Um, five stars is the first one from Eeyore's Bestie. <laughs> this podcast has all the feels. Hilarity, question mark. Naughtiness, question mark. Inspiring guests. Gritty subject matter. Occasional love for knitting. This podcast has all the feels. Chris and Alan are delicious cherries on top of this particular tart. Just called us a tart. I'm not LGBT <laughs> or Q, but you make it clear to everyone that we are all in the same alphabet. Oh, that's lovely. That's nice. Um, so, contender. Um, five stars, Tim R-U-C-W-6. Great. Uh, five stars, iPod Hoy. Great podcast. Both Alan and Chris are an easy listen and the guests in this series have been insightful. Keep up the good work. Oh, that felt like a school report. That's nice. That's, he, basically, we've been called Tarts and Easy in the last two, uh, well, the last two and, uh, reviews. And grateful to the be alive. The public speaks. <laughs> grateful to be born. Born to be alive. The public speaks. So, Alan, who are you going to give the prize to? Oh, uh, I think the person who said that nice thing about we're all part of the same alphabet. I think that's a lovely, that was lovely message, wasn't it? Eeyore's so bestie. So is that? Yeah, Eeyore's bestie. A T-shirt is coming your way. So Eeyore's bestie, write to hello at homosapienspodcast dot com. I will post you a T-shirt. I posted some out this week. Um, please want? Please ask for a large because that's all we've got. And. <laughs> um, if you, a uh, small bit of housekeeping, if you've won a t-shirt, please email rather than Instagram messaging because we get so many Instagram messages, they just fly to the bottom and I can't keep track. But if you email it, I'll yes. tag it and then I'll post it. Um, wonderful. Voila. Let's do some anecdote roulette. Yes. David Beckham is one of our, someone's written in, David Beckham. 
Oh, well, I do have a story about David Beckham. I so, love this. I um, love that every single time you have one. <laughs> you know how uh, I was in the Spice Girls film, Spice World, the movie? Yes, indeed. So I was friends with the Spice Girls <clears throat> and blah, blah, blah. And then when um, uh, Jerry left, then they came, you know, they were on tour and, and, and Jerry wasn't in the tour. And I, they came Ooh, to New yes. York. And uh, I went on Spice Jet with them to Pennsylvania to do a concert somewhere. No, wow. I didn't do the concert. They did the concert. But I, I was sort of hanging out with them. I went on Spice Jet. It was so great. You got to eat sushi, smoke, and not wear a seatbelt. That's all I remember about the house. That was my Gosh, first private jet. Sounds like driving how... with my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was so great. Um, and then, um, so I went to this place. It was very exciting. did the concert. And... Uh, it was right after the World Cup. Remember the World Cup when David Beckham got, he did something and they lost a match and the, everyone, the country turned on him. Yeah, because he was golden balls it was, and then he became something balls. Yeah, and he, did he like, did he like do a foul and so they lost the thing? I can't remember, yeah. but anyway, the, he was vilified at this yes. moment in time. And he came over, so he was there at this concert and I remember at the sound check, uh, the the girls were doing the sound check and there was like these helicopters overhead and they're just sort of in their jeans and just sound checking you do and he was sitting over uh with um posh spice and posh spice at the time we didn't know this but was pregnant so they were very kind of you know she Ooh. was dealing with being pregnant whilst on the tour anyway i saw david beckham look up at the helicopters thinking they were there to kind of get a picture of him this shamed hero and i just saw this absolutely just this, oh, this shame and fear and sadness in his face. Oh. I'll never forget it. Mm. And I just thought, I actually wanted to say, oh, darling, they're not here for you. They're here for me, <laughs> they're, here for, <laughs> yeah. they're here for the spices. But it was so, he's obviously was so used to being mm. attacked and sort of uh, hunted yeah. in that way during that time. I just, I'll never forget that little look on his face. That's really So sad. that's my David Beckham story. Nice boy. Love his tats. Any other business, Alan? Any other business? I have this interesting spray here. What's that? That someone sent me. It's, uh, it's, it's, oh my God, wait. Oh, I thought it was, oh my God. It says Boost, the light salon. And I, I've been spraying it on my face and I thought maybe it was for hair just there for me. But it says dermatologically tested, semi skin neutral PM, cleansing antibacterial tonic to balance oil, blah, blah, blah. It's so nice. And it's because it's, since I've been talking, it's got, taking my glasses off, it's got rather hot. And I'm just going to finish up by giving myself a few squirts of this delicious toning spray. You ready? So it's a Hope toner. You can catch okay. this on the mic. Oh. Alan, you're melting. Oh, What's so happening? Nice. <laughs> oh, no, I've did some on my chest. So it looks like I'm sweating like the gardener. <laughs> Doesn't actually lift a <laughs> finger in that boiler suit. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to write to us at Hello Homo Sapiens podcast. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. As said by our lovely announcer, Alan Cumming. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and you can win a Homo Sapiens t-shirt posted to you by yours truly. What else is there? Uh, well, we could also say who's coming next week. We could also tease our viewers by saying that we've started uh, doing the next series of interviews. And uh, yes. very exciting, very exciting people coming up. Mm. Can't obviously can't say but can't say uh it's very exciting very exciting. got a whole and our theme can we say our theme i think is, we should keep that a secret as well okay what you're not you getting to know anything about it yeah so this is it we're, uh, we're wrapping up now 
we are wrapping up. And Alan, do you want to tease with another absolute 10 out of 10 mm. icon we've got for next week's show? I love teasing. I'm going to do this. this I'll, is- I'll do an oral uh, tease and you can do the actual word. The words, did you say? Laurie yeah, you did the words. Anderson is our guest this week, next week, even I mean. Oh, Laurie Anderson. She is a 70s artist icon and performance artist. Right? Oh, Laurie Anderson. I hope people get that reference. It'd be tragic if they just thought I was sort of hyperventilating. I think they're going to think we've lost our mind, aren't they? Anyway, Laurie Anderson, the fabulous uh, musician and performance artist and just an incredible person, incredible, wise, lovely, hilarious, gentle woman is our guest uh, next week. And um, it was really such a treat to be able to sit down with her and just probe her, as it were. She's a Buddhist and she is a... uh, She meditates a lot and it was the closest I've ever felt to like coming near to her like a zen master she's just oh my god incredible yeah. i learned a lot i was so zeny mm. afterwards yeah yeah so please tune in next week everybody get zened out <laughs> i get zened out but i get up again <laughs> i get zened out what a soothing I'm all about song. Uh, appropriating songs that we'll have to pay money for if I I ne- well they never long. send a bill it's fine they never who cares although i have to say oh drama i would just finish up with this please I had my Vimeo account uh, cancelled. So like I'm I. no longer a member of it. Did you? Yesterday. I had it last week mm. because at my third strike, because something you put things up there and for some music in the background, mm. this, is the, this is the culture we live in, the way that lawyers have just... Anyway, I'm not going to go there, but I just think lawyers need to back off. Anyway, the, the annoying thing is my last thing, why they closed down my account was a... Was a a show in 2000, 20 years ago, yeah. that was up on somewhere on my Vimeo account, on my website, of me, a series of interviews. But one of them was me talking about the Spice Girls, something that I'd been asked to do by the Spice Girls. <laughs> and Wannabe was playing in the background. And because of that, the licensing lawyers said that they said it had to be taken down. And because it was my third thing, I got my whole Vimeo account shut down. No. Now, do you think that's right? I don't. Viewers. I just think that's like I was asked by the Spice Girls to do that. They put their music in the background. No, I'm being punished. If you want, if you want to protest, head to alancumming.com forward slash shop and vote with your <laughs> vote with your paper yeah, wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think in that case we should get Jerry Spice on here to just talk about this. Yeah, we want answers. Let's get yeah. Let's get a Spice Girl on to you know face the music. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Except like there'll the, be no music because if we have music, we'll be sued. It's going to be like the Cook Report. Yeah. What? But uh, what about? Why did you get your Vimeo account? Uh, well, if you're a music video director, you've obviously got music on your videos. Same thing. And then the record yeah. company gets in touch saying you've stolen That's this, it. and I'm like, I haven't stolen it. It's my work. Yeah, I know, assholes. I just think it's a thing. I just think maybe it's something to discuss next week. Lawyers have taken over the world. Yeah, tune in. And, you know, that was quite nice. I was in a TV show about lawyers for a long time, and I, uh, you know, that's why I have a nice house. But uh, <laughs> apart from that, I think they're awful. Ex- apart from your mother-in-law, of course, and Helen McCrory. Tune in, and my husband. Tune in next week. <laughs> and your week. husband, oh my God. <laughs> tune in next I better week, go now. Alan will be hosting on his own. Uh, <laughs> All right. There'll be a lawyer. There'll be a lawyer in Christmas seat. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Sorry Bye. to ramble. Bye.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.